This is Brian Lemon from Kentucky Sports Radio, and you're listening to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. All right, we want to say shout out to our sponsors, Watchman Cigars, 1812 Barbecue, Blue Collars Cycle Shop, Hook, Line, and Heroes, and our new sponsor, Words of Hope. Um, hey, in a, today's episode is brought to you in part by Words of Hope. Uh, if you're like us, it's hard to get our time in the Word, and that's where Words of Hope comes into play. Words of Hope is a daily devotional podcast. They bring a few minutes of comfort and hope to your day. Each episode will include a passage of Scripture and a thoughtful reflection. And at only five minutes long, you can listen anytime and anywhere. Words of Hope is available wherever podcasts are sold. Also, just a personal note, I've been listening to the Words of Hope podcast. Every morning I go out on the patio, uh, enjoy my nice cup of coffee. Right now they're going through some uh, scriptures from Solomon. It's been really helpful. So just want to say shout out and thank you to our friends from Words of Hope. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, where it's our take on life, liberty, and the pursuit of gravy, while you, the listener, are getting a degree in common sense. We are broadcasting from our blue-collar cycle bunkers right here in beautiful Concord, North Carolina. We've got a great show lined up for you, as always. But before we begin, let me introduce you to our starting lineup. Magic Man is behind the video camera. What's up, Magic Man? Hey, y'all. How's everybody doing? Hey, buddy. Uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in and joining us and, and getting all this stuff ready to go. Uh, we want to say shout out to our producer, Brian. Welcome. Hey, guys. Uh, I, of course, be your host, Biggin, and our illustrious uh, co-host also, again, listen, he is uh, living in America. He is living his free rights to be able to work hard as he wants to, as long as he's as long as he's an essential worker, uh, he's allowed to do work. So he is out um, doing some fantastic work for Blue Collar Cycle Studios. You can get the cha ching right there; that'd be great. Cha ching. Yeah, yeah. Come on, right. there it is. Hey, I was a little slow with yeah. the logo, so yeah. That 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 uh. <laughs> That sound is saved for the big and stock tick of the week. That's a like oh. trademark for that segment okay. now. So I gotta okay. use something All else. Right. This is probably more like um, um, Mojo's segment here. That's more his sound, I think. Ouch! <laughs> How about you? <laughs> um, I'm gonna ask you guys. Well, let me first start off. I'm a little disappointed in our listeners, guys. Uh, I'm trying to fill the RV board of new listeners uh, uh, from New Hampshire, mm. Vermont. Delaware, West Virginia, North and South Dakota, Wyoming, and Alaska. And we have yet to get anybody to listen from those states. Uh, you know, the RVs, where they have the big map, the big U.S. map, and then everywhere yep, they go, yep. they fill in the color. Well, we can see who listens to our show based on where, where they live, geography. And we have yet to get anybody from those states. So if you know somebody from those states and they tag you and they say, I've listened to and tag us, Southern Fried Philosophy, thanks to whomever, I'll give you a hat. One of these handy dandy 
Southern Fried Hats I've got right here. Podcast uh, viewers are, or listeners are loving them. Um, but yeah, you can get a handy-dandy Southern Fried Hat. Again, New Hampshire, Vermont, Delaware, West Virginia, North South Dakota, Wyoming, and Alaska. Um, I need you guys to pull through. Southern Fried listeners, I need you Come to on. pull through. It makes me sad. Um, mm. Let me ask you guys, like I ask you every week, how you be doing? Magic Man. I've had a little bit of a tummy ache today. Oh, no. Yeah, started about 2 o'clock, working from home. Tell me. And uh, got mm. kind of bad around uh, dinner time and napped a little mm. bit and ate some graham crackers, and I seem to be doing a little bit better now. Oh, so if you, uh, at any point, need to run for the hills, we understand. Just put it on, you know, hide your camera yeah. so we don't see anything that might it's be projecting out. Yeah I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't want to gross anybody out. <laughs> Don't take the laptop yeah. with you. <laughs> good point. Very good point. Uh, producer Brian, how you been doing? Oh, I'm I'm pretty good. Um, I had a brilliant idea earlier this week. Okay, I just need to share it up with you guys. So Come on, Monday night. Uh, so Monday was May the fourth. It's a Star Wars day or whatever. So mm-hmm. nine o'clock at night, I'm sitting down to watch a Star Wars movie because that's what you're supposed to do, apparently. Okay. Um, and I get I have my one pound bucket of pork rinds ready to start snacking, and I and I I get this epiphany okay. when I start eating my pork rinds. Why has not? Why has no one made Cheeto flavored pork rind? Oh, have you guys seen that? Is that a thing? Because oh. if it's not, I feel like. That would be delicious. Of course. Like cheese, like the powdered cheese on a pork rind, right? Mm-hmm. I got you. I'm, There's I'm lots of flavors, but. Down. Yeah, so maybe it's because of the Cheeto. Maybe cheese flavored would be the better. Because Cheetos ain't doing that. It's too expensive to actual Listen, pork Listen, yeah. you know why? Because Taco Bell is in cahoots with mm. like the Doritos and the Cheez-Its and all of those people. Because by goodness, there will be a Cheez-It shell coming out of Taco Bell, and maybe there's exclusivity rights. You never know. Yeah, I mean, I would do a Doritos Locos pork rind, too. Come I mean, that, that, that's right up there with it. Cheese, basically, I think I have a solution to this already. I'm going to go get the cheese powder for your popcorn. Oh, yeah. And just put that on my pork rinds. Now, I And then I, I I'm going to start selling it in bags at, like, flea markets or something. Oh, or Etsy. I'm just going to throw that out there. <laughs> oh, okay. Is there <laughs> FDA regulations on oh, that? no. Not on Etsy. It's a free, it's it's the wild, wild west of the free market out in Etsy. (laughs) Um, I I will say I picked up some um, Buffalo Ranch seasoning, which uh, that might be good on it as well. Buffalo Ranch? Okay, yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with that. There was, I think, was it Lay's or, it was Lance made chips. I mean, Lance doesn't do chips a lot, but they had a Buffalo Ranch potato chip. That was so intense. You can't. There was no chip flavor. It was, it was all like powdered flavor. It was so intense and strong. Wow. Um, I remember anyway, when you were in of, India. Said that. In India, uh, Ruffles, maybe it's Lay's, um, has a Marsala flavored chip. And hey, buddy, that was delicious. Yeah, it, it good? We actually have uh, two bags still back there. We still have yet to open because we wanted mm. to save it for a special uh, occasion. This might be They're a little chewy. Now. Yeah, they may be. <laughs> um, guys, let me share a little story of, of how I'm doing. Um, we've 
documented on the show many times where I've had issues with bee, with uh, squirrels. Squirrels have been coming in the attic. They've been in and out. They've chewed our electrical wire out. They've chewed our insulation out. Um, they've literally stopped the power at our house multiple times. Uh, squirrels are an issue uh, in the Biggin household. Now we've got an issue with bees. And it's not, it's turning into a big, a big thing. And they're honeybees. Uh, we had our, our friends from Killingworth come out. They are our pest control people. They've sprayed. Um, that's done no avail. Uh, we waited this morning. I had our handyman come by and he caulked up at the very top of the chimney where they're getting in. Um, uh, it's, it's the, um, the wood part right by the, uh, by the chimney. Uh, so they were getting in there guys. And so I thought, Hey, we're going to seal them up. They're not going to be able to go anywhere. They're going to die. I come back a few hours later, dude, they have multiplied. It is a giant nest up there. And I don't know what to do. Um, and then our handyman looked down and he laughed and he said, might want to get you some of those, uh, murder hornets. <laughs> nice. Oh yeah. That's, 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 that's gotta be the solution. <laughs> yeah. So what they're going to have to do, they're going to have to rip up my, my house is 112 years old. They're going to have to rip off some of the siding of the house to get to this honeycomb. And we're not going to be able to find the same wood. So we're going to have to like piecemeal it back because yeah. they're not going to care. Just get your neighbor, um, just like get some from your neighbor's house or something. Well, you would think. Um, but guys, for a minute, I thought, how can I get a hold of these these murder hornets? Because evidently, they're only supposed to kill other bees, namely honeybees. Uh, I think they sting people also. Do they? A little and mice. Yeah. I mean, if in Japan, yeah. If I if I opened up if I got the package from Wuhan, China, because evidently I guess that's where you get it. Open up the package, and then this little bee comes out. He's going to see, or this, this hornet, he's going to see all of these bees. And his little uh, hornet eyes are going to look like I look when I walk into like an all-you-can-eat buffet and I haven't ate in two days. Like, oh, buddy, here's a hornet. Here we go. Have you seen a picture of these things? Have no. you seen the murder hornet? Well, I've you seen that. Seen the murder hornet? It. It, looks, it looks a little dangerous. No. Yeah, they're like the size of my thumb, I think. Oh, too. They're, like, big? they're they're big. They're uh, two inches long, and their stinger's like a quarter of an inch long. Uh, this that sounds like a personal problem, uh, Ryan. And this is a family <laughs> show. <laughs> so, how about you? So, like, I don't know what to do. So, we're gonna. I'm calling the bee guy. Evidently, now I've got bee guys. I got to worry about. Well, the bee guy. So, with honeybees, if you find the queen and mm. relocate the queen, they'll all follow that's typical i feel like that's, that's like the trick college. you gotta you gotta find you gotta find big mama and mm. uh big mama what, take what? her somewhere else yeah and yeah just get them out of the house basically that that's the science i guess behind these. they'll go wherever the queen is so but yet they like tear the house down to find the queen probably that's the problem uh hey, at least you didn't uh, go blind trying to spray them right yeah no that's true how was your aunt problem <laughs> i mean wh- our listeners are loving our, our insect problems. That's the spring. That's what you, people deal with. Uh, I had the pest man out last week. Was it killing so I've seen a lot more dead ants. I haven't okay. been out of the garage. So. Oh, yeah. 
The, actually, well, the ones that fell on my son were dead within five minutes of the incident. So, oh. I couldn't imagine. That'd be awful. All right, um, Producer Brian, I want you to tell our folks about the SFP bingo. In case you haven't heard, you haven't listened to the show, you don't know what's going on, we'll repost it. But SFP bingo, can we talk about that in a second? Yep. Yep. So SFP bingo, um, I lost it, but I've got it there somewhere. Maybe. Anyway, I'll put it up and I'll find it here. Um, I made a bingo chart because, you know, everyone's playing quarantine bingo right now right. on Instagram and Facebook. So I figured we need to jump on the bandwagon. Why not? Um, so what I did is I spent hours and hours and hours. I've seen it. Putting this thing together. Documented. He's charged um, me for yeah, this. Yeah. I, 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 sent, I sent big in a timesheet for this. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know. But no one's, I guess, talking about it or nobody. I have got nothing. Nothing. So either they haven't, either it's too hard, and you haven't got bingo yet. Maybe possible because there's, it's not. I don't think it's easy to do. Um, and so, if you or one of us do any one of the squares, then you can check it off your list, right? Is that is that how it yeah, works? Exactly. So if yeah. you're listening, and for example, last week. There were some mm-hmm. uh, bottles that got killed on the show. Um, that count. That was a right. square. You know, Mojo swore. That was a square. That was a square. Multiple um, times, yep. Yeah. I think I only caught one on my sensory <laughs> things, but... Uh, Where's that? Let's see. I got, I'm going to pull a sheet up here. I finally found it. Maybe. Hey, there it is. <laughs> Again, our podcast listeners are loving it. While, while you're doing we're that, I also want to say, if you are a podcast listener... Uh, and you're watching right now, please just still go back and listen to the episode because that our numbers kind of took a little bit of a of a downturn. So because I think people are watching it on here and be like, well, I don't have to listen to it. Don't listen to it. It just, sounds way better. Yeah, it later, does sound way better. For one, uh, <laughs> two. If you slow it down, we sound really drunk and it's really funny. So you could do it that way. Um, or you know, whatever. I don't care whatever you do. Just listen to the show so our numbers still continue to go up. All right, yeah, so I mean, like, what I do is I listen to about five minutes every week, and then I delete it. So there you go. That's all you got to do. That counts. Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I put the bingo up here. Um, so this week, like, for example, I mean, go go to Bojangles, get some biscuits and gravy. Let's check that. That's a, that's a check mark. That's not right? hard. That's not hard. That's not hard. Um, go anywhere yeah, and buy some loaf. biscuits and gravy. More guys, make a meatloaf. <laughs> that magic man gets disconnected. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Magic Man is getting tickled happen, at the, you know? the bingo that he's supposed to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, I was never good about doing homework so, at school anyway, so, you know. Right. So this is this is your all's homework. Do the SFP bingo. Uh, all you have yep. to do, then, listen. So let me also I mean, one of the squares that. says, listen to the podcast, right? Done. I think if you're watching you're that already counts. done with that one. It's like a free. Sport. We have a special guest tonight. We have a special guest tonight. Yeah, we do. That's that's one. Maybe right that's there. what's holding everybody. Um, up. Is that it? Uh, and it, again, it's just maybe it's just five squares. You don't have to. It's not a blackout. You don't have to do all of them. Just yeah, do like five do in a row. Like, I think it's doable. Do, 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 do. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, and we don't have Mojo tonight, Once so there's a couple of these we can't really do. But uh, yeah, go I sideways. Think, I think it definitely mm. could happen. Uh, once you get a bingo, produce bag. 
uh, once you get bingo, just yell, just put bingo in either Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram, tag us, and guess what? You'll get one of these handy-dandy hats. So, boom. Comfortable. I mean, they, they really are comfortable. Uh, all right, let's go into some wacky news brought to you by 1812 Barbecue. Our friends at 1812 Barbecue, oh, oh. Uh, our friends at 1812 Barbecue doing a fantastic job of kicking out some quality uh, barbecue, fantastic sides, delicious desserts. Check out our friends at 1812 Barbecue. Uh, our wacky news, let me also say, I'll just put it under the wacky news, is big in stock tip of the week. That counts. <laughs> Is that, is that JT messed up? There we go. You're fired. Um, there we go. Is that what you want? There we go. So uh, this week, again, just reiterate, Biggin's been getting into the stock market just ever so slightly, just for fun, because there's no sports. There's nothing for me to do. So I just watch the little ticker go up and down all day, and I really enjoy that. So tonight's uh, uh, stock tip is, oh, I had it. I had it. How do you say that? Adaptimmune uh, Therapeutics? Adaptimmune Therapeutics. Yeah. Adaptimmune. Adaptimmune. Uh, they are, That's, they engage in the stock, development. What's their abbreviation? Oh, ADAP. <laughs> ADAP. There you go. That's way easier to there type. There you go. <laughs> uh, they engage in the development of novel cancer immunity products uh, specified for peptide enhancement. Affinity Receptor Platform, and enables the engineering of T-cells to target and destroy cancer, including solid tumors. Uh, so these guys, I bought 10 shares at a whopping $3. At a whopping $3. My hot tip of the week is the Adaptimmune Therapeutic, which is now at an astounding $3. And fifty-seven cents. Went up. Guys, it's the right direction. That's a return of eight dollars, eight percent, eight point one eight percent. Take that. Hey. Better what you get a savings account. <laughs> I am so bad at the stock, the stock right. thing, guys. But I love doing it. Are you guys? Do you guys watch any of it, like going up or down or anything? Yeah. No. Yeah. My my dad uh, nah. when I was growing up. Would have us pull it out of the newspaper and stick it in a spreadsheet. This is in the early what? early nineties, so you know, you know, pull it from a newspaper, put it in a spreadsheet because he uh, invested some of our uh, some money into some mutual funds and such for our college education. Wow, how did that pay off? Paid for my college. I'm getting up. and I went. Did it really? And I went five and a half years. So you know, what? Mm-hmm. I was almost on my way to Van Wilder status. How about yeah. you? But really, I'm a super senior. Like, okay, producer Brian, you've got two Van kids. Wilder, like his. You're talking about his educational status, not his. Oh, yeah. the rest of his status. You don't want to talk right. about that part. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, uh, let's go to Is the there a bulldog the, around there somewhere. Wait, what? Sorry. <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. The 1812 barbecue story started over 20 years ago when Eric and his dad started entering local barbecue competitions for fun. During that time, Eric, a United States Marine, has traveled all over the world picking up flavors and techniques that today is the unique flavor of the award-winning 1812 barbecue. He has honed his craft to bring you fall-off-the-bone pulled pork, mouth-watering ribs, 
and finely crafted beef brisket. Eric has developed his own amazing dry rub and delicious barbecue sauce. And let's not forget the sides. Coleslaw, smoked Gouda mac and cheese, cowboy baked beans, and to top it all off, banana pudding and pecan pie for dessert. Getting hungry yet? Good. Call or email Eric at 1812-BARBECUE, and he can make your next catered meal happen. Wedding and graduation parties, family reunions, and other events will be memorable with 1812-BARBECUE. Want to try your own hand at smoking meats? Pick up your own 1812 dry rub and start the journey for yourself. Shipping all over the world, connect with Eric on his Facebook page, Instagram at 1812-BARBECUE, or call 704-604-5148 or email eric at eric.line at 1812barbecue.com and he'll be glad to help any way he can. Uh, wacky news. Um, I don't know if you guys saw the headlines, but uh, we talked about Tiger King, the Netflix documentary, uh, extensively on the show. Now they're making a scripted version starring, get this, Nicolas Cage. What? It's going to be an eight. <laughs> Producer Brian's got a tiger in his background. <laughs> Watch out. Hey, shh, shh. There's one over your shoulder. Don't move. I think it's looking at you. Um, <laughs> your face. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, Nick, Nick Cage playing... Joe Exotic. Is there anybody more perfect than that? For that um, role? For, for Joe Exotic. Nick, Nick K. K. I mean, when's the last time he made a movie? That's the first that's 1964. First <laughs> you know, I feel like this movie got made already. Mm. Uh, and it was called Joe Dirt. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I mean, if you look at, well like, David Spade was the perfect, like, white trash redneck like he played that part yeah like so perfectly that was probably the best the best character he's ever played in my opinion of all the ones he did i mean tommy boy was good but this was tommy boy bees i'm i love me some Tommy. oh i need to get that that's the sound effect i need to find is the beat the tommy boy bees Bees. there you go (laughs) yeah well you know nick cage he always has Um, he tends to not to the extent of William Shatner, but, uh, you know, he gets very into his acting. So, you know, it'd be interesting to see him say, you know, go after the tiger. How far, you, okay. how far do you think he's going to take? You know, what, this is actually, this is going to, you could also call this con air too. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, you guys saw that movie, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. He's played like a country boy, ranger. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've watched that movie so many times, but, but it was you're right. He does. Terrible. I mean, Nick Cage, when he decides that he's going to uh, do a role, hey, buddy, he goes for it. Do you think he's going to switch sides for this just for a little bit? Well, mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's kind of the role, right? right. Yeah, I, I don't so. think they're going to go that far. You know, maybe a smooch <laughs> or something, but that's about yeah. it. Cool. Yeah. How about you? All right. Well, um. We we do want to say thank you to um, our sponsor, uh, Hook, Line, and Heroes. We do not have any hot topics tonight because we are going straight into our guest. And as um, as he getting, is getting ready to join, he's in the bullpen. He's getting warmed up. Let me just say, we've also documented my um, 
my fascination with people. Like I get really scared when I see like a celebrity coming on. Like I just get nervous and twitchy and things like that. So um, Ryan Lemon is our guest this week, and I can't think of somebody um, that that I look up to. Uh, I listen to every single day than Ryan Lemon. Uh, him and Matt Jones, Drew Franklin, and Shannon the Dude, um, they kick off one of the top-rated uh, sports talk shows in the country. It's called Kentucky Sports Radio. And uh, I've listened to the show uh, faithfully for at least six years. Um, in fact, I listen to them so much that um, our um, our little ado- uh, foster baby, I I can say that there's Uncle Matt and Uncle Ryan and Uncle Drew because for the first <laughs> long while they heard their voices more than they heard mine because I would just play them in the background and just try to let her sleep. So she actually has heard uh, Uncle Ryan's voice uh, for the first couple of months more than mine. So, um, so Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the show. I know we, we kind of talked about you uh, coming on the show earlier. Uh, so what happened with that? I, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I remember uh, you'd reached out to me and I, and I agreed to do it. And then I realized the day that we had talked about doing it, I was actually going to be in Nashville. It was the, uh, the, the week of the SEC tournament. And I said, hey, man, I, I can't do it. I'm going to be in Nashville that week. And then lo and behold, the earth comes to a screeching right. halt. We stopped for the pandemic. And now here we are, what, two months later, and we finally get together. So I'm glad it worked out. Glad to join you guys this time. Yes, sir. And Ryan, you've you've um, gave us a shout out on the on the show a couple of times. So, again, just want to say thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we we really um, love I love what you do. I base most of this podcast on the stuff that you guys do. And I, I've always loved podcasting. I've always loved radio. And honestly, like your job is my dream job. And uh, what do you guys do? Um, I love the fact that it means a lot to uh, you guys, but it also just impacts the state of Kentucky and all across the world. So um, again, thank you. Thank you so much. I'm going to ramble a lot because I can't believe you're actually on the show. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's like, as you know, if you listen, it's the show is titled Kentucky sports radio, right? But most of the show, we don't talk about sports. We're going to talk about everything else, but sports. Most of the time it's, it's just really, more of just an, an entertainment show. It's just like the, us guys right now tonight, just just sitting around talking about w- topics, just having fun, hanging around, the, you know, the, the dinner table, the coffee table, whatever, just having a drink or whatever, just sitting around, just talking whatever normal guys would talk about. It's not necessarily a sports show, even though it d- it does center around you know UK basketball, UK football. I see your big UK sign back there behind mm-hmm. you. So you know uh, that that's kind of maybe the core of the show and what we talk about, but it's not a sports show. Right. It's more of just an, an entertainment show, but for sure. Ryan, what, what you said, uh, a bunch of guys just sitting around drinking. Are you drinking anything right now? Uh, not at the moment. I, I oh, have man. a drink downstairs. Uh, y'all, that's not a bad boy. Do you need to go and get some? what time it was. And I ran upstairs real fast to get going. And I left it downstairs. Attaboy, yeah. I, maybe I'll text my wife and have, Oh, that, Praise you. Yeah. Praise you. Yes. Yeah. Ryan, uh, this, 
Go, I'll yeah, send go. my wife a text and have her bring it up here for me. Yeah, have, you guys got the hard stuff. See, I'm a, I'm more of a a beer and a margarita guy. I, I'm not a bourbon guy or a whiskey guy. I'm I'm a, I'm a I'm a I'm a wussy, more of a pansy guy. Uh, Ryan, <laughs> do I have to remind you? You live in Kentucky, by the way. <laughs> I know, I know. My my wife my wife loves bourbon. She mm-hmm. she'll drink it. And my my dad. I I admit I'm I'm strictly a beer and a margarita guy. I'm more of a wussy guy. Do you like the? I'm craft really surprised beer? they don't have bourbon in the taps at like McDonald's at Kentucky <laughs> or something. You know? I mean, right? hey, listen, Matt Jones getting a diet coke with bourbon inside it. Now that would be something. You know, that's that's sacrilegious, isn't it? Yeah, you mix a bourbon with diet coke. You do that in Kentucky, they're going to just escort you right out of the state <laughs> and straight up into Indiana where you belong. <laughs> well, um, Ryan. I'm very familiar with you, but not all of our listeners are. Can you tell us a little bit of um, your career, how you got into media, and then how you got involved into KSR? Yeah, uh, well, I grew up in Indiana. That's why I make fun of it all the time. <laughs> uh, my dad was a uh, was a high school basketball coach in southern Indiana, so I grew up you know, going to the gym from the time I could walk, uh, played high school basketball for my dad uh, for three years, which is like one of the highlights of my life. We weren't very good, but you know, I wouldn't have traded those three years for anything. And it was, it was, it was awesome playing for my dad. Uh, I was actually a better baseball player. So I went to Kentucky Westland and played baseball uh, there. Uh, and that's why I, I kind of migrated into Kentucky, became a uh, communications major while I was at, in college at Kentucky Westland. And I did an internship at a TV station in Evansville, Indiana, which is just right, right. across the river from Owensboro. Uh, and that's when I fell in love with, with TV. Okay. So actually, I was in the TV business for 18 years. I was a sports anchor uh, in Evansville, Indiana for six years uh, doing weekend sports. And then I got the main job at Channel 18 in Lexington in 1996, which was just perfect timing on my part. Mm. You know, I come here in 96 and they win the national championship in 96, go to the, you know, the championship game in 97, win the championship in 98. Tim Couch takes him to the Outback Bowl, you know, yeah. it's just like, bam, 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 bam. I'm, you know, so uh, I've been here ever since, since January of 96, stayed at Channel 18 in TV for 12 years, uh, went through a divorce, got remarried. Uh, we adopted two boys. And so now I've got three boys. I'm working nights. I've been working nights for 18 years. I've been working weekends. You know, when you're in sports, you're working every night, every weekend. I've got three boys, they're playing sports, and I was just burned out and just worn out. I just wanted to try to be a, a family guy. Mm-hmm. So I went into real estate, became a realtor, and got out of TV. And I did that for about three years. And my, Matt called me out of the blue and just says, hey, man, I need somebody just to fill in for me on one day. Mark Krebs is, is, is off. Mark Krebs is doing the radio show with him. And Mark's, Mark's off for one day. Can you come in and fill in for him on one day? Oh, wow. like, yeah, man, I'm not doing anything. I can come in and fill in. I'm not kidding you. The next week, Perrin Johnson, who was doing the radio show with him, like I think Mark Krebs did Monday, Tuesday. Perrin Johnson did Wednesday, Thursday, and then Easy did Friday with him. He said, man, Perrin's off this one day next week. Can you come in and do one day for Perrin? I'm like, yeah, man, I'll come in and do one day. I'm not kidding. Like a couple weeks later, he goes, man, you're not going to believe this. Mark Krebs is going to, he's leaving me. He's like, he's going to 
New Orleans and he's going to do this movie. Are you interested at all in doing like Monday and Tuesday, like permanently? I mean, you will pay you. I'm like, well, yeah, I'll do Monday, Tuesday. Not kidding you. A couple weeks after that, Perrin Johnson gets a new job and leaves. He goes, man, Perrin's leaving me now. So in like, just in a matter of like two months, I went from filling in on one day to doing the whole week. He just gave me the whole week uh, doing the job. And that's when he was just on in, in Louisville. The show was only on in Louisville. Uh, and then they finally got on here in Lexington, uh, where I live. And then I, that's where the show just took off. We just started getting on all these other affiliates all across the state. Uh, and it just, it, it took off like nobody could have predicted. I mean, nobody yeah. could have thought it was going to take off the way it did. Uh, I'm, now, by the way, I'm still a realtor. Mm-hmm. Look, if you want to move back to Kentucky and you want to <laughs> buy a house, I know a real good realtor that can help you. So, uh, it just, it just, it's just, it, the, it's a perfect for me because I can do the, I can do the radio show from 10 to 12 and then I can still do my real estate stuff the rest of the day. You know, nobody's mm-hmm. looking at houses in the morning anyway. So I can, right. and then I can still go to all my son's games. I can still go to all my son's practices. Uh, my two older boys, you know, they don't play anymore. They're older, but my youngest son's a seventh grader and he's, he's actually a really good basketball player. So I can take him to practice. I can go to his games. Uh, and just it's it's God has blessed me in the fact that it's it's worked out perfect that the KSR allows me to kind of do the things I want to do professionally and as a dad yeah. right now in life. That's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I will say my dream is to retire uh, in Kentucky, Lexington. I would love her sales. Um, you know, just an old nice house, maybe to turn it into an Airbnb. So when it happens, I'm calling you, Ryan. Yeah, I know a real good realtor that can help you out and find you that perfect house. Yeah, Ryan, if somebody lives in Kentucky and listens to the show, where can they get a hold of you? Well, surprisingly, most of the people that listen to the show have my phone number already. <laughs> yeah. That is true. Uh, but it's, it's easy. All you got to do is Google, Google my name uh, and realtor, and my number is going to show up. I mean, people act like it's a big secret, my phone number, but the fact that I'm a realtor, my, my phone number is really easy. Look. I'm going to show you something. Okay. Look who's calling me right now. Can you see that? It's white. Can you see who's calling me? John Shorts. John Shorts calling me right now. <laughs> he'll just he'll just call me out of the blue sometimes. That's so funny. And John Short is a frequent caller uh, to Kentucky Sports Radio. And uh, bless his heart, he is one of the the sweetest men that I that I've uh, heard at least over the air. Um, I just got a great heart. Do you, you know why? You know why he's calling me, don't you? Why is that? He knows we're giving away Mountain Dew tomorrow, and he oh. wants to know where we're going to be tomorrow because he wants to come get free Mountain Dew. That's why he's calling. How's that Bartleski? <laughs> well, I tell you what. <laughs> oh yes, Bartleski. You, you, but you don't like ski, and you don't like L.A., do you? Me? Right. I think L.A. Is one of the most disgusting drinks ever been created or invented. I think it's <laughs> nasty. I hope I'm not inf- offending any of you guys, but I think it is nasty. What about ski? I'll drink ski. I'll, okay. I'll drink ski or or drop or any of that other stuff that they make. And but I, I think LA is disgusting. I think Kentucky's two most iconic drinks, I think, are disgusting. The mint julep. <laughs> Oh, and L eight one are both disgusting. Wow! How about you? No, hot take. Hot take. Hot take. There it is. Uh, I'm going to start uh, p- 
part of this interview by a way that you've never had an interview done before. I'm going to tell you about me. Um, so Ryan, I, when I was, uh, about eight hours old, there's a, a picture right somewhere around, I think around there you can see on the screen and yeah. I am eight hours old and I have got a Kentucky, uh, Jersey on as a, as an eight hour old baby. Uh, I was born blue, uh, bleeding blue. We moved from, uh, I was born in Florida, moved to St. Louis, moved back to Florida. Uh, and the whole time my dad would listen to Kentucky basketball games and we would have to go to the local mall because it was just high, high enough where we got a good signal from 1080. So we would listen to basketball games in the car <laughs> in Florida then I got smart and I decided I'm going to move to college and I'm going to go to, uh, in Kentucky. I really wanted to go to UK. My grandma lives in Campbellsville. Um, oh, yeah. So I went to school at, at Campbellsville University. Um, and I fell in love with Kentucky at that moment. Like I was always a, a Kentucky basketball fan, but there is something about that state that I just can't shake. Um, my grandfather preached from Pikeville. Um, uh, Hickman, uh, all over the state. Uh, he ended up in Columbia, um, not far from where, where ski is actually made. And so he, he traveled all over Kentucky. What is it about Kentucky that just is almost perfect? You know, the, the, it, you and I are both not born here. You know, I was mm-hmm. born in Indiana. I was raised in Indiana. Uh, and there is something about Kentucky. It's the natural beauty Mm. it grabs you, but it's the people. The people of mm. Kentucky here are just the nicest, most genuine, most sincere, good-hearted people I've ever met in my life. You know, this the job in the media has taken me across the country. Following Kentucky has taken me across the country. And nowhere have I met a more good-hearted, mm. sincere people than the people of Kentucky. And the people of Big Blue Nation, I've said it many times on the radio show, they are the first to lend a helping hand when one of their own needs it the most. Yeah. And we've seen it on the radio show. Yeah. When we do, when we say, you know, hey, man, we're going to try to raise some money because one of, you know, a Big Blue Nation, you know, they need, they need the help. Man, they respond like we've, we've never seen. It's, it's amazing. Uh, and to answer your question, I think that's what it is. I think it's, 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 it's just the people. There's just something about the people of this state. They're, they're proud. They, they, you know, we don't have a lot to hang our head, our, our heads about high in this state. You know, mm. we're usually at the bottom when it comes to employment. You're in the bottom when it comes to money, uh, education. You look when they rank the 50 states, Kentucky's usually in the bottom 10 mm. of everything. But by golly, if they had the top 10 or the top five of big hearts or sincerity or honest American values, Kentucky's up there. You know what I mean? That's sure. what it's about. And also uh, great food. The Kentucky oh, hot yeah. brown. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Um, so, Ryan, let's talk a little bit about KSR. We talked – it's one of the top-rated uh, sports talk shows in the country. At what point did you guys look at each other and like, holy cow, this thing – is becoming way bigger than we ever thought it would. Uh, there's been a couple pinch me moments. I think 
uh, one of the first ones when we realized that uh, I think one of the first times is when we were doing a I think it was it was a it was a post game radio show, and our producer got in our ear and it was it was a March Madness post game show. I don't remember what year it was. It might have been it might have been the 2012 national championship year, and he told us he said you guys right now are the number one streaming show of all the iHeart stations in the country. Every iHeart radio station in the country, and we were the number one streaming show in the country. Little bitty, teeny tiny, WLAP post-game radio show. We're like, what? Uh, And now there's been times where, like, uh, KSR, our morning show, has had, had a bigger audience streaming audience than Ryan Seacrest. You know, when we have like a like one of our big shows wow. and they, you know they get the they get the streaming numbers and you know uh and like we don't there's been times we've been top five but usually Ryan Seacrest is like number one in in, in the iHeart family. There's been a couple mm-hmm. times we've even leapfrogged him. Uh when it comes to downloads on the podcast, we're always like in the top of the of the iHeart family. So it's it's it, I, I, I don't have an answer for it, man. I don't know why. I, I can't explain it. It's, it's just, it's, 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 it's Big Blue Nation, and it's guys like you that don't live here. It gives you a way to feel mm-hmm. connected to Kentucky, yeah. to your roots, people that are in the military from here that are overseas. All right, fantastic drink break. Hey, Amanda. (laughs) See, look, I told you you could bring that good life right there. Uh, Oh, there we go. There you go. All right. So I I think to answer your question, when we knew we hit it big, is when we we were in the ranked in the top in the iHeart family. Uh, You know, what? Maybe it was two or three years ago. Somebody had these top sports shows in the country, and they do large market, mid market, small market, and then like we we the first one we were like thirteenth, and then the next one we were like seventh, and I think last year we were like fifth of all the small markets. Like Dan Dockage is like number one in Indianapolis, and so we try to make fun of him. And then there's like a show in like uh, I think like Columbus, Ohio, and like maybe one in Kansas City. And then, then, then there's a little bitty KSR, Lexington. I mean, Louisville, it's Louisville. And then we're like, we're like fifth. We're like, how does that happen, man? How does that happen? <laughs> well, I mean, I think I saw the numbers where it was 180,000 listens just on the live feed. Like, that's just, that's like just live, live listeners. Yeah. That doesn't count, you know, the people that are listening on uh, the, the app. The KSR right. app that doesn't count downloads. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Now we also have our podcast on iHeart. So can we consider ourselves colleagues? Yes, we are. <laughs> you can come to the. You guys can come to the Christmas party now next year. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> All right. There would be nothing that I would love more is to come to your Christmas party. Um. <laughs> well, I think one of the things that that helps is you guys really build a family. Like I know Matt dogs you and you kind of play the goofy sidekick, but I, and, and, and drew, um, he was in Charlotte one time for, it was a football game. I think it was, um, he was stopping in and going down to South Carolina and my in-laws were, uh, or my, my aunt and uncle were in town and I really wanted to go drink with him 
at the bar because he tweeted out like I'm I'm at the bar. Anybody want to go? And I wanted to go, but they don't. They're like teetotalers. They don't drink at all. And I didn't want to be like I got to abandon my family that's visiting to go <laughs> to go drink with Drew. Um, that was one of my great greatest regrets in life is to not be able to drink with Drew. Um, but you guys are family, and you make the listeners feel like family. How do you do that, or does it just kind of click? Uh, it, it's kind of like I said earlier. I think from day one, we've always just acted like we're just four guys sitting around having a drink. We're yeah. not, you know, we're not, we, we don't have some fake radio voice. We're right. not trying to be some fake person. We're just trying to be real as if we were just sitting around at McDonald's having a cheeseburger talking about, you know, what stupid thing Donald Trump just said or <laughs> what what TV show we watched last night or, yeah. well, you know, or Matt making fun of me or something that I said. You know, it's just, just try to be just yeah. natural and be real. Just four friends sitting around having a beer talking about whatever. I think that's, yeah. that's just kind of the philosophy. And I think that's what I think, I think the listener appreciates it, gravitates towards it, whatever the right word is there. I think that's just sure. something they can listen to. And then, like I said, like I said, I don't know why it works, but it just, it just, it just does. Are there any lessons that you've learned that you wish you would have learned them earlier? Oh, that's a great question. Cause like I said, I, I was in, I was in TV for so long, for 18 years and it's, yeah, they're, they're two totally different elements, man. I mean, TV, you know, I'm on the air for three minutes. I work all day to do a three-minute sports cast, and then it's over, you know? Radio. Sounds, listen, by the way, Ryan, that sounds a lot like my honeymoon. Just saying. <laughs> Wait a minute. Three minutes? My goodness. My honeymoon lasted 15 seconds. I'm a champ. It, it was a lot yeah. of uh, game film I had to watch beforehand. Uh, and then sports talk radio, you're on the air for two hours, and it's live the whole time. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've, you've listened to the show. I've made mistakes. You know, I've, I've cussed on the air a couple of times and they've had to drop it, you know, and I've, I've said some stupid stuff, but, uh, you know, I had to learn, uh, you know, on this show, you know, I'm, I'm second chair, you know, Matt's mm-hmm. first chair, you know, I'm, I'm second chair, you know, uh, just, you know, I had to, I had, had to learn my role. You know, I think I, I, know, I know my role. I'm a doofy, dumbass sidekick. You know, I think I'm, I, I know that role. We all know, we all got our, we all have our role. Um, that's a good question. What have I learned that maybe I would, if I would have known it early, earlier in my career? I don't know. Like I say, it's, I was in, I was in, I, I did TV for so long. I'm, this is my, I'm going into my ninth year now of KSR. Wow. So and I did TV for 18. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. What for working with Matt for nine years? What's been one of your proudest moments that you've had? You refer to him kind of as your kid. What's what's one of those that you just really am like? I'm really proud of that kid. Well, uh, I guess it was maybe five or six years ago. We had never done anything like this, but we did somewhat of a telethon. Uh, in West Liberty, after the after a tornado went through West Liberty, uh, Kentucky, and we had a uh, a listener named Rose, mm. and she called in one day and brought it up, kind of on the air. She goes, "You know, 
you guys can maybe help us. We've had this devastating tornado. We need some help. Can you help us? And it kind of snowballed in. Well, why don't we take the show there and re- help maybe raise some money for this community? And it just kind of snowballed. We went, ended up, Coach Calipari ended up coming, and just on a whim, ended up raising a lot of money uh, for this community that desperately, desperately needed it. And I, re- I remember Matt and I both just kind of stepping back like, wow, man, you know, we do have a platform here where we can make a difference. We had, we had no idea. Yeah. We probably had 200 people show up that day raised. I don't remember how much money, but I mean, it was a, it was a ton of money. Calipari came in, he made a huge donation. Mm. And uh, I remember being, I remember being very, very proud of all of our efforts that day. And that was the first time we had ever tried anything like that. And that, that, I remember that that was that was a proud moment for sure that day that show. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, I think my proudest moment of you uh, would be the KSR jail. Can you tell <laughs> our listeners about the KSR jail and how that went down? Uh, well, you know, it led to another proud moment. Yeah. But uh, that came up where a guy, I think it was a, a caller on the show. There was some some other dude or something. It came up where, uh, he, I think it was I think it was half court shots. Mm-hmm. If if you had like maybe was it ten half court shots, and, and one would uh, give you a like million dollars, maybe a thousand dollars for each one you 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 made or something. If you if you made one, you got a thousand dollars. But if you missed them, you had to spend a year in jail. I don't know, something crazy. It was like a million dollars like or something like that, yeah. A million dollars. That's what yeah. it was. It was a million dollars if you hit one. Mm-hmm. But if you missed them all, you had to spend a year in jail. Yep. That's what it was. And we just started talking about it, and it just ended up being this, okay, Brian, we're going to do something with you. And it ended up where we had to do had these five-foot putts. And for each putt, I was going to get was it a hundred dollars? It was yep. It was a hundred dollars if I hit a five foot putt. But for each one I missed, I was going to have to spend a night in this makeshift jail at, in, in in our KS Bar restaurant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought, okay, let's do it. Well, we 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 talked it up for weeks and made this big huge deal about it, and everybody was talking about it. Ended up so Matt's. TV show, Hey Kentucky, did their whole show out on the golf course. We had all these people out there. We're ready to go. I was practicing. Had a golf coach give me some tips, and I was ready. And during warm-ups, man, I'm hitting them all. I hit them. I was so hot, Matt even came up to me and like, hey, man, you got to miss at least one of these. Because we had this makeshift jail in the restaurant. But this guy made this jail. Yeah, we had all these things, all this set up. He goes, "You have to miss at least one of these. You know that." Because <laughs> I was, I was just nailing them right and left. Well, of course, then it gets time for the tournament. I mean, mm-hmm. for the contest. And the first one, I hit true, hit it solid, and it lipped out. Mm-hmm. I go, all right, no big deal. That happens. Second one, hit it true, dead on. It lips out the other way. So now I got two nights in KSO. Oh, four nights. That's right. It was four. Each one I missed was two nights in jail. 
That's right. It was a hundred dollars <laughs> if I hit it. Each one I missed was two nights. So that's four nights in jail. <laughs> Starting to get and all of a sudden, nervous. Putter felt like it weighed five hundred pounds. You know, everybody's watching me and everybody's laughing and clapping and the camera's on. And these two that I hit dead on, one lipped out on the right side, the other one lipped out on the left side. And that putter all of a sudden is now heavy. I hit the second <laughs> one, it just barely misses. Now I got six nights in jail and I'm done. I mean, I, I, I'm not mentally, I'm just, <coughs> I'm done. That's six nights. Fourth one, missed it really bad. I mean, really bad. Eight nights in jail. Fifth putt, and everybody's like, you know, going crazy. And Matt's like, okay, look, Brian, I can't do this to you. I can't do it. He moves it up to where it's like a two-foot putt. <laughs> from five foot to like two foot. And I missed it. Uh, so I missed all five putts, ten nights in jail. And he gives my wife, he pulls her, he goes, right here, Amanda, I'm going to let you save him. If you hit this, I'm going to take two nights off. Gives it to her. She missed it. On purpose. So they escort me off in jail. <laughs> I got 10 nights in this jail in the restaurant. Had a cot. Everybody, ha-ha, funny, funny. But this is another proud moment. Yeah. We parlayed this where people were bringing in bail money to bail me out of jail. Matt said if we raised uh, $10,000 that he would cut <laughs> four days off my jail sentence. We had $10,000 within like 24 hours. I mean, it was yeah. unbelievable. Wow. We had a GoFundMe set up, and within 24 hours, we already had $10,000, just like that. It was unbelievable. I had a bucket on the, in my jail cell. People were bringing in $100 bills and putting it in that bucket, and the GoFundMe was just going crazy. We ended up raising over $37,000. Wow. Uh, that we split between three different charities uh, that I got to pick out, three that were very important to me. Yeah. Uh, one was the uh, Keith Madison charity because he takes baseball equipment down to uh, Puerto Rico uh, every year and teaches kids how to play baseball down there and takes baseball equipment. One was the Epilepsy Foundation because Matt has epilepsy. And the third one was uh, the foster care organization that helped me adopt my, my youngest son. Uh, so we split it up three ways, $37,000, just because I couldn't putt. We raised all that money. So, yeah, that was another very, very proud moment for me. Yeah. And I did spend all six nights in that jail cell, by the way. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he yeah. did. It, the haunted KSR, by the way. There is a, there is a ghost in the in yeah, KSR. 100%. Park. Yeah. What's the name of that? Was there another bucket for something else? <laughs> well, you know, I was supposed to stay in the jail, but I got to go out and use oh. the bathroom. I got, oh, okay. I got free beer. I got free food. I got to watch oh. sports 24 hours a day. <laughs> wow. You were really rough yeah. then. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of the foster care organization, Ryan? CASA. CASA. Court Appointed Specialized Advocates. CASA. C-A-S-A. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I will we'll make sure that we put all those links uh, up on our show notes. So if anybody wants to donate uh, for that, we would, we would uh, uh, encourage you guys to do that. So yeah, when you, when you guys donated that money and you could tell on the radio, you were getting choked up. Matt was getting choked up. Hell, I was getting choked up. I think all, all across Kentucky was getting choked up. Um, that was my proudest moment of Ryan Lemon. I was just, that is one. And I've always known that, like you've been that stand up guy, but uh, at that moment, I was just like, wow, 
he's he's living it and talking it out. So um, I'm going to get choked up thinking about it because I'm also a foster care uh, parent. So I've got two kids. Well, I heard you say that earlier. You had a, a foster kid. So, you know, I, I, I shout out to you, man. I appreciate that. There's a lot of kids in across this country that need people like you that need a parent sure. and a lot, somebody just to, you know, just to hold them and hang, give them a hug sometimes and look out after them until they can get on with their life. So I, I admire you and, and God, we, God needs people like we need people like you. Mm, I, I appreciate that. I'm not doing it for, for that. We call them hot pocket and small batch. If we knew that we were going to have two of them, we would have renamed them to biscuits and gravy, but uh, <laughs> we did not know that that was going to be the case. Um, what uh, can you give us any behind the scenes KSR stories that you're not allowed to say on the radio while you take your drink? Well, back in the day when we first got started, since you listen, you know there's uh, there's been a there's, there's always technical problems. But <laughs> back in the day, there used to be a ton of technical problems. Our equipment has gotten a lot better. Mm-hmm. Back in the day when we go on the road, Matt, Matt wants to go on the road. He loves these remote shows. We go on the road a lot. But our equipment back in the day just was not what it is today. We used to have technical problems all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean all the time. And there were many, many shows where when we went on the air, it was, just by, it was by the grace of God that we got a <laughs> signal or we were had electricity or mm-hmm. that we were able to connect with the radio station seconds before the show started. <laughs> and the, and the, the moments leading up to getting connected was usually Matt hollering and screaming on the phone with somebody back at the radio station, often in front of people that are there to see the show. Oh, wow. He's on the phone hollering and screaming to somebody and then all of a sudden shannon the dude or whoever the tech is like okay we're connected put the phone out and it's literally like click welcome to connecting sports radio i'm matt jones we're here in glasgow kentucky that happened a lot i mean a lot now usually the listeners at home listeners never knew it you know right just, just us or maybe the people sitting there knew that he was Going screaming like a madman seconds before going on the air, but that happened a lot. <laughs> nice. Um, tell us about yeah. You mentioned uh, family earlier. Tell us about your family, um, your kids, and, and how you um, met uh, Amanda and, and so on and so forth. I I, uh, I have I have one son from my first marriage. Uh, he's twenty two years old. Uh, he's adopted. And he lives in uh, Atlanta right now. He's going to film school in Atlanta because he wants oh, wow. to work on movie sets. Uh, Pinewood oh, cool. Studios, uh, just outside of Atlanta, they have a film school. Wow. And if you go to this film school, uh, it allows you to work on the uh, Pinewood movie studios where they make the Marvel movies. He wants yeah. to do that, work on the uh, movie studios. So he's doing that right now. Uh, so he's my, he's my oldest son. He's 22. Uh, and Amanda and I both worked at uh, WLEX together. She, her desk, and my desk were actually right beside each other. And so we were actually really good friends and flirted our butts off together uh, for a long time before uh, we were actually started dating. We were actually with other people. She, I was married and she was engaged. And then it just so happened 
I got a divorce and she became single and all of a sudden, you know, you have, we were already strong friends. Next thing we know, we're, we're dating. It's just one of those, you know, French, we, we were friends before we, we became boyfriend, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, uh, we were, she, well, like I said, she was, she was a, a tape editor at our TV station. Then became a reporter. By the time we got married, she was a producer. She was my, one of my bosses. So oh. my wife was one of my bosses, one of my produ- was one of my producers at the TV station. So she was my boss there for probably five years, I think, before I ended up uh, leaving Channel 18. Yeah. Hot for teacher over there. How yeah. about you? Boss at home. Uh, boss how, many, at how many promotions so, in that time? Yeah. What was that, producer? So, uh, how, how many uh, promotions did you get? I got zero. <laughs> Absolutely zero. Yeah. None. Oh. Wow. Uh, so she and I, we adopted uh, Michael, who is now 17. Uh, he's a junior in high school right now. And then we also adopted uh, Josiah. We adopted Michael when he was three. And he's 17. And we also adopted Josiah when he was three mm. out of foster care. Michael was a foster child. And Josiah was a foster child. And he was three. We adopted him. And he's now uh, 13. And he's the one who's wow. the, he's the basketball player. So he's a, he's a seventh grader right now. Yeah. So hopefully in a couple of years, you'll be hearing more about him and maybe, maybe coach Cal come to our house someday and talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> how, how obviously you would be such a proud parent on that, but like, can, are you kind of already going through that in your head? Like having those dreams of Cal showing up? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, <laughs> you know, he's, he's, I mean, he's, he's legit pretty good. I mean, he plays on the best AAU team here in Lexington. You know, we travel wow. all over the place. I mean, he's—I mean, he's good. Uh, so, you know, we we want him to probably someday play in college. Now, he may not ever play major college basketball, but hell, you know, I played at Kentucky Wesleyan. I'd be yeah. happy if he'd play, you know, at, at EKU or Western or, or at Kentucky Wesleyan someday, just to have that opportunity to play somewhere someday. You know, so sure. Yeah. How, how I, look, I forgot I got my Kentucky Wesleyan shirt on today. Shout out, go Cats! There you go. Yeah. Uh, how disappointed would you be if he decided to go to Duke or North Carolina? Would you disown well, him? It, you know, we're, we're we're going through that just a little bit right now. One of my best friends is Dante Key, and his son is Dane Key, who is a major f- football recruit mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, he's, he's got offers. He's got like fourteen Division One offers right now, including Kentucky. But he's got one from Louisville, and he really, really likes Louisville. Is this scoop? Well, no. Well, maybe a little bit. Okay, uh, and we've talked about it. I said, man, what if he what if he picks Louisville? We've talked about you know with with, with Dante and his wife and me and, and Amanda and I. We've talked about it, you know. And Dante played at Kentucky. I should have said mm-hmm. that. Yeah, Dante, his dad, my friend, played at Kentucky. His son really likes Louisville. What if mm-hmm. he picks Louisville? Mm-hmm. So we've talked about you know we got to support him. We have to support him for four years. Regardless, I have to support him. I have to go to his games at Louisville. I have to sit in the Louisville side. I have to support him at Louisville for four years. Well, you so commit. He, so if my son goes to Duke, I'm going to be a Dukey for four years. I will be a Dukey. Will you commit to at least wear a UK shirt under your Duke shirt? I can do It'll that. Balance it out. I, okay. I, I, I promise you I can do that. I can wear a, Duke, <laughs> a UK shirt under my Duke shirt, but for four years, you're going to see me yelling and hollering and like a madman for Duke if my son is playing for Duke. 
our my co-host, he's not here tonight. He's uh, traveling. Uh, he is a huge Duke fan. Yeah. And my pastor is also a Duke fan. I live in North Carolina, so what do you expect? I keep reminding them, you can't have Duke without UK. <laughs> you can't spell it. And so, you know, they don't have any rebuttal for that. So I'm like, boom, drop the mic and walk away. Yeah. Uh, why did you guys decide to adopt? Like, and you can get as personal or not as personal as you want, but but why the foster care adoption route? Well, uh, for Amanda and me, uh, she grew up uh, in a children's home in Barberville, and so that's mm. why it was important for her. She wanted to definitely be a foster family mm. and uh, wanted to adopt. And uh, I'm like, oh, I'm all for it. I've already had one adopted child, and so yeah. I, I'm. Pro, definitely pro adoption. So we yeah. try to be advocates for it. We've talked to a lot of families and uh, people have approached us. They've heard our story and we're always, you know, we're 100% pro foster family and pro adoption. So her story is, is very powerful. So I, I, you know, I like to let her tell it, but her, her, yeah. her story is in, incredibly powerful. How she ended up in, in, uh, in the children's home and how she grew up. Mm. Do you think maybe we can have this is a side note? Can we have Amanda on the show? Oh yeah, <laughs> to tell the story. I think that would be great. Yeah, she would. She would do it because it's 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 amazing her how she has uh, survived and mm-hmm. how she's grown up and the person she's become. I mean, I'm I'm super proud of her. And if you hear her tell the story, you guys will be you'll you'll be you'll be you'll be amazed. Really, mm-hmm. few people. Few people know up, and once you hear the story, you're like, "Wow, wow!" It's like it's it's a it's a it's a Hollywood story, really. Hmm. Yeah. Um, not like um, not like Tiger King, hopefully. So (laughs) (laughs) you're you've got such a great heart, and you've talked about it several times on the show, and we'll we'll wrap up as soon as we can. I don't want to take too much of your time, but how has your faith? helped you through this you've talked a lot about on the show you talked about it here how has your faith helped helped you through your career through your life through your journey uh that's a good question you know i grew up uh my parents and i we grew up going to a a little bitty teeny tiny church in indiana when i mean little bitty i mean a big crowd at our church was was 25 people 30 i mean it was little bitty country church and often my mom and dad were the two youngest adults in the crowd. I mean, it was just a little tiny country church. Mm-hmm. And, but we, we would always go and church was just always uh, important in my family's lives. And I think I just, I just learned at an early age that, uh, you know, we don't always know the path that God has laid out for us. You know, God knows the path. We're supposed to go down. We don't know it, but he knows it. And I just kept seeing that. And as I, as I grew older, like I always thought I was supposed to go this way. Mm. And I always felt like God was laughing at me. Like, no, Ryan, what do you think? <laughs> you're you're going to go this way. Yeah. You know, I always, I always knew, I knew I was, you know, I was going to be a basketball player. Mm. No, I ended up being a baseball player. I knew I was going to go to Murray State and play baseball. Nope. I ended up going to Kentucky West, you know. At Kentucky Wesleyan set me on a path. I knew I was going to be a state police officer. No, I ended up going into, into communication, ended up going into <laughs> TV, you know, ended up going to Lexington, you know, ended up here. You know, I just, the, the, I, 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 I just, 
too many things have happened in my life to led me to where I am today that mm. is my faith has just grown stronger and stronger as I've gotten older. And I just know it's because of my following that path that he's laid out for me. Yeah. Uh, I remember being a senior at Campbellsville and, you know, they have the little dam there in Taylor County. And uh, I, uh, I remember saying, I'm a senior. I should at least have a, a girlfriend. I'm a big guy, you know? So, you know, there's the draw there. I was beating women off with a stick. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, I should have a, a girlfriend by now, you know, all this stuff. And I was out there in the dam. I remember, I mean, they, it's, it's a dam built of rocks. And I remember uh, very clearly God said, uh, son, do you not know that I can make your wife out of these rocks? And uh, at that moment, I was just like, yes, sir, <laughs> I trust you. Um, I, I believe you're going to do what you're going to do. And I've also followed, tried to follow that same path of God, wherever you lead, you'll go. So or I'll go. So uh, I totally get that. Appreciate you, you sharing that. You know, that's and that's one the another talk about the adoption also. Uh, sure. We spoke at our church maybe about a year ago. It was a, they have a, a what they call it, a, a orphan Sunday. Mm. And I stood up and I said, you know, I, I hate that term. You know, I don't know why we call it Orphan Sunday. Orphan makes it sound like, you know, not you don't have a family. You know, why don't we call yeah. it Adoption Sunday? You know, yeah. adoption sounds like you know, you know, you you have a family. And I and I, and I, I wrapped up my speak with saying something like, you know, my problems with not being able to father a child on my own and going through adoption may be the greatest gift God has ever given me because it gave mm -hmm. me my three sons that I have now that is my perfect family. You know, sure. I didn't know my path was going to end up going through adoption. God did, and I sure am mm -hmm. glad it did. It went mm -hmm. that way. You know, he, he knew all along that these three boys needed me as much mm -hmm. as I needed them, you know? Yeah. So. Mm, that's powerful, man. I, I, I appreciate you saying that. And honestly, at the end of the day, are we all not adopted? It's true. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, we're all adopted kids. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ryan, I, uh, by contract, have to ask you this question. It's a sponsored question of the week uh, by Watchman Cigars. Um, how do you make meatloaf or do you have any meatloaf recipes? Uh, I don't have any meatloaf recipes, but my wife does. Okay. Does she use breadcrumbs or any type of crumb uh, breading in it? Uh, I think she uses crackers. Okay. Let it All be right. said, let it be done. There we go. All right. It's another uh, scratch on the chalkboard. Is there. that good? Is that the right that, answer? That's that's the right that's answer. A, we have a... Yes, uh, the, do you like... Do you smoke cigars, Ryan? I don't. No, okay. I don't. We have a guy that... Uh, Uncle Leon. Uh, that'll add to our bingo list. Uh, that's a bingo square. A bingo yeah. square. Uncle Leon makes cigars, and he he doesn't. All he does is get the hamburger, and Patty's like just puts it in a loaf. You can't see. Puts it in a loaf. It's got like onions and, and onions. peppers or something in it, I think. But it's just there's no bread, there's no egg, there's no crackers. And so he's so he, it's it's become a thing. He's a sponsor of the show, and <laughs> he keeps wanting us to ask all of our our guests, "Do you put breadcrumbs in it?" And evidently, everybody has said yes so far. So he's a moron. Yeah, so there's that. Yeah, she he can make cigars and crackers. Okay, so he can make cigars. He cannot make meatloaf. There it is. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, 
we're also going to bring back a, um, a segment that we call 10 and one. We're going to ask you 10 questions in under a minute and see if you can get it. Oh, I love this stuff. I'm ready. This is good. All right. Uh, I think you'll enjoy this. Uh, here we go. You ready? Start ready. the clock. Chick-fil-A or Zaxby's? Oh, Chick-fil-A. In a heartbeat. On a scale of one to 10, how scared of you are murder hornets? Uh, one. Okay. If you could be anywhere right now, where would it be? Uh, on the beach in Florida. What's your favorite food at KS Bar? Uh, the uh, catfish. After, uh, after all this is over, will you give us an embarrassing Bermuda story? Uh, I've never been to Bermuda. Okay. Uh, favorite place in Kentucky? Uh, Owensboro. If you could go, uh, if you could do anything as a career, what would you do right now? Uh, I would be a, a sports radio host in Lexington. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who is the f- most famous person in your phone right now? Uh, Marty Brenneman. <laughs> Peanut butter, smooth or crunchy? Uh, definitely smooth. Uh, everybody has a spirit animal. What is your spirit food? Oh, chocolate chip cookie. Okay, producer Brian, did he get it? Nice. Yes. Well done, Perfect. sir. Well done. Good job. Awesome. Everybody wants to know the embarrassing Bermuda story from, I think, what, what year was it where everybody went down to Bermuda? Uh, Bahamas. The Bahamas. The Sorry, Bahamas. The Bahamas. Yeah. Can you tell that story? Well, I, I, I wasn't there. I didn't okay. know. But you know. But I know the story. Okay. Yeah. This is Scoop. Can we say it? Uh, well, I mean, how it, it kind of rated X. Okay. Oh, well, as long as we don't say dirty words, I think we're okay. Uh, let's just say that, uh, on the side of the pool mm-hmm. to porn star, I mean, they, they were known porn stars were doing porn star things. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, and the player and, and the players were all there. Yeah. The players had just come from practice and they all went straight to the pool to cool off. Sure Jumped in the did. pool to cool off. And they walked to the pool and these two ladies were How busy. About you? They were having some hello time, as we call it on the show. Yeah. By themselves. Uh, and the story I, I always heard is that Calipari turned and saw it and like, I'm out of here and immediately left. <laughs> I, and you can see Cal do that, right? Yeah. He acknowledges it, but then immediately goes to the other side. Yeah. Like wow. immediately left. Wow. Ryan Lemon, I can't tell you how thankful I am and grateful that you were able to spend some time with us. Thank you so much, sir. I appreciate oh, it. I enjoyed it. This was a lot of fun. I'm glad it finally worked out and we got to do it. So yeah, I know we've given you guys a shout out on the, uh, on the show before. So uh, I appreciate you listening. I know it's kind of tough to be a UK fan down there in North Carolina. So keep fighting the good fight, my man. All right. Thanks, Ryan. Have a good one. All right. So um, I had my weatherman moment. Did I freak out too much having, you know, Ryan on? Did I do okay? I thought you did great. Yeah, you did just fine. Yeah. Uh, I was I was so nervous. I get so starstruck. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I thought I thought it went fine. It was good. You guys, uh, I felt like I was uh, like third wheel there a little bit. So, I, and I apologize. <laughs> I, and just to let our listeners know, on the side, I was I was texting Brian, be like, if you guys have any questions, 
Just let us know. Yeah. Let me know. Because I just, you know, I had, you know, I can, you, you know, I can show our, you've been, our friends. You started doing your homework on this. I know for yeah, sure. I had, I had questions. I think Friday, like, like we record on Thursday nights. Last Friday, you were starting to send us stuff about tonight. And that's not usually how we roll around here. No. We start sending stuff usually... out three hours before the show starts. We start <laughs> prepping. So we prepare. Uh, I, I knew Biggin was excited about this one. But, you know, I don't, I'm not a college guy. I'm not a college sports guy. You know. Right. Uh, so, you know, I, yeah, and fine. and Ryan talked about like they're a sports <laughs> show, but they don't really talk about sports. And it and it really, I mean, they do talk about Kentucky basketball, and I think that's a good chunk of the draw. But there is stuff that they talk about. I mean, they a lot of the stuff that we hear on the show. This is just this is between us because sure. nobody's listening. Most of the stuff that we talk about on this show, I hear from Kentucky Sports Radio, and I'm like, that's an interesting topic. I want to know what these guys think about sure. it. So, like, I'll listen to the show and be like, oh, that's a good topic, and then I'll write it down and say, let's talk about that. Yeah, there's there's no um, original ideas, there, there, ex- the, except well, Cheetos flavored pork rinds. There you go. That's perfect right there. Um, so, yeah, I, I really – I've listened to these guys so long that they really are like family, and, and so um, – yeah, I was it, I was really you know, excited. You know, that's that's funny you say that because I have things that I listen to, and I feel like I know the people I'm listening to, right? But if I like saw one of these people, like another podcaster or something, you know, I've been listening to for a decade. If I saw them in a place, would I freak out? I'm not the kind of guy that usually freaks out about about people. I no, mm. I mean, because podcast famous isn't real famous, you know. Surprisingly, right. Uh, but this is like radio, <laughs> radio famous. famous. Yeah, and they're they're apparently they're bigger than Ryan TV. Seacrest. <laughs> right. This is something. And they, wow. And I'll, and we'll even promote this, and we'll we'll put a uh, maybe a link on the show notes. Is is they have a restaurant called KS Bar. Their radio show is so big that it necessitates its own eatery. Sure. Uh, they have Kentucky's KSR Kentucky Sports Radio, and then they have KS Bar. Which is a uh, uh, KS uh, Kentucky Wildcat themed bar that they have giant TV screens everywhere, is and it, they have really good food. Is it the equivalent, the like the local equivalent of like those ESPN bars you see around in like major tourist cities? Yes, that's so Kentucky yeah, sports it, instead of national. Right, it's got Kentucky like memorabilia all over the place, um, and and honestly, and it's one of those things that. I'm in Lexington, like I'm stopping at KS Bar. I'm stopping stopping at a couple uh, distilleries around the area. But KS Bar is a stopping point for me because I really enjoy their food. They have a special beer called uh, Shannon the Dude Brew. <laughs> their producer, uh, producer Brian, his uh, um, uh, counterpart is Shannon the Dude. Oh. Uh, that's their producer. So they have a Shannon the Dude Brew, Dude. and that's his craft brew. <laughs> Uh, and and I love that beer. How do I get I a drink named after me? What, 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 what do I have to do? Um, this is now claimed <laughs> producer Brian whiskey. Better yet, I need I need a uh, custom blend from uh, Uncle Leon. Oh, you know, the producer, another... the producer, like that. Like that be a. Oh, that'd be like a. I'm gonna add that a, to my show. Scratch off of his uh, signature. That'd be nice. What if we all had? Uh, cigars. Oh, yeah. awesome. Get like the big one could be like one of those short fat ones, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, I appreciate that. Mojos would be what? What would Mojos be? <laughs> short uh, fat. I don't know. I feel like it's got to have like a tequila age or something, or some kind of you know, just cause of the name. But yeah, something crazy, you uh, know, or 
the magic man is going to obviously have uh, scrambled eggs the cheese. in it, so there's that. Yeah. <laughs> we have a, a cheese and scram- – we need an omelet-infused cigar, Uncle Lee. I know you're listening to this. He's probably listening right now on this live stream. He may be. Uh, Do we have any 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 chat uh, things that we need to bring up before we wrap it up? Uh, Tori says – Tori Almond says hello. That's about it. <laughs> hey, Tori. Appreciate Tori. you tuning in. Um, yeah, so listen to these guys. These guys uh, go from uh, 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock. Uh, every Monday, Wednesday, or every every day of the week, um, uh, from ten to twelve. Also, this is how bad it gets, guys. On game day, I listen to KSR. If it's on a like a Wednesday, say Kentucky has a game on Wednesday, I listen to two hours of KSR. Then they have a pregame show which starts two hours before the um, the game, so I listen to that. And then they have a post-game show, so I'll listen to that. There's days where I've literally listened at least four hours of KSR, um, and even more sometimes. So uh, it's bad. I really enjoy these guys, so that's where my love of KSR comes from. Sure, man. It's cool. Yeah. All right. Um, Thank you guys for tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast. We didn't do this at the beginning, but if you do not know where to listen to the podcast, and you're you're watching on Facebook Live or YouTube, southernfriedphilosophy.com or any of the uh, your podcast aggregates or the other way around. If you listen to the podcast and you want to watch us live, check out Facebook or YouTube Live. Uh, Magic Man, are there any other places that they can watch us or is it just Facebook, just Facebook and, and YouTube, YouTube at the right moment? Now? So uh, right, speaking of YouTube, if you're watching on one of these streaming platforms, if we can get to just 100 subscribers, mm-hmm. we can actually get youtube.com slash SFP radio as okay. a handle. That's, that's the magic number is 100 subscribers on YouTube. So if you're, li- if you're watching on stream, if you're just watching on the, um, if you're listening Facebook. on podcasts, just go over, hop over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel. It'll help us out a little bit. Uh, we may even end up putting some content out there. If we ever make it to Kentucky for a bourbon tour, there could be some video content there. There's that. That's uh, that's a way way now, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, we had one scheduled coming up, yeah. but we had to cancel it because of the the corona. Because everything's canceled. It's canceled. Everything. Everything's canceled. canceled. The distilleries. But you would think the distilleries would be it's a good it's place it's to sanitize. Place. They, can, they know how to sanitize. Everything's sterile, right? It's all high sure. alcohol. I guess they don't want you touching each other. That's the problem. Mm. Well, guys, thank you again for tuning in to the Southern Fried Philosophy Podcast, and as always, keep looking up.